The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy TGIF to you. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Friday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time, in the Missal, it's Liturgical Year C, Cycle 2, and Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Today is the Memorial of St. Pius of Pietrelcina, better known as Padre Pio. Born in 1887, he grew up in a family of farmers in southern Italy. At the age of 15, he joined the Capuchins. He was ordained in 1910 and drafted during World War I. After he was discovered to have tuberculosis, he was discharged. In 1918, as he was making his Thanksgiving after Mass, Padre Pio had a vision of Jesus. When the vision ended, he had the stigmata in his hands, feet, and side. Padre Pio rarely left the friary after he received the stigmata, but busloads of people soon began coming to see him Each morning after a 5 a.m. Mass in a crowded church, he heard confessions until noon. Every afternoon, he also heard confessions. In time, his confessional ministry would take 10 hours a day. Many penitents said that Padre Pio knew details of their lives that they had never mentioned. A number of people have reported uh, cures. Cures, they believe, were received through the intercession of Padre Pio, Padre Pio died September 23, 1968. Padre Pio, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the death penalty which attacks the dignity of the human person may be legally abolished in every country. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother, Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. There are two types of questions that people can ask each other, and one are the impersonal questions like what's the weather or have you any money and the other type are the personal questions like are you feeling happy or do you like me and the first ones are very easy to answer you look out the window and say oh it's it's not it's the sun is shining or yes i look in my pocket and i have some money the other ones are a little more difficult and they're personal questions Are you happy? Do you like me? And in today's gospel, we see actually Jesus asking his disciples 
one of each type of question, an impersonal question, and then, as we'll see, a really very personal question. And when we look at this, let's imagine, because it's kind of true, that this question is not just being asked of the apostles, but that Jesus is asking you and he's asking me the same questions, the same two questions. So the first question in the gospel, we're told that Jesus was praying and was in front of his disciples, and then he put this question to them. This is the impersonal question. Who do the crowds say I am? Very simple question. Who do people think I am? And the answer is very simple because the apostles know what people are saying. And so the answer is some people think you're John the Baptist. Other people, other people think you're Elijah or one of the other prophets. That's it. That's the impersonal question and the simple answer. And you could say, if Jesus, as you would imagine, our Lord's asking you and asking me, who do, who do people that you know, who do they think I am? And if we were being honest, we might say, Jesus, many people that I know, um, for, unfortunately, I have to say, they don't think about you at all. They really don't ask that question. Who are you? And then some that I know, well, they know that you are the Son of God. And maybe some others think that you are somebody from history who is very good, but really is of no relevance to them. That's if we're being honest. Then we come to the personal question that Jesus asks after the answer. And he says, but you, who do you say I am? Now, that's a really different question. And that's one that's much more difficult to answer. And I suppose the apostles weren't expecting that. Maybe we weren't expecting it, that, that Jesus turns around to you and he turns around to me, saying a very, asking a very personal question. Who do you say I am? Which might be, I suppose we could also say, is, is Jesus asking us, who am I for you? Who am I in your personal life? And that's really important because I suppose with relationships, when we're getting to know somebody, we ask them, well, what's their name, where they're from, what do they do? And they're kind of impersonal and there's no personal relationship. It's, well, it's only the beginning of a personal relationship, but we haven't really got to know somebody until the questions start getting personal. Are you happy? What do you think of me? And so on. Then the relationship gets quite personal. And so the same with us, with our relationship with Jesus, we have to go into the personal realm because it could all stay very impersonal. And actually, it could be that there's no real relationship at all. That Jesus, if 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 he asked us, who am I to you? We might say, if we're being honest, well, Jesus, I, I look on you as a means to getting things that I need. So when I, when I, when I need something, I, I ask you, Jesus, get me this. Jesus, get me, get me a girlfriend or get me a boyfriend or Jesus, get me some money because I need money badly. Or even ultimately, Jesus, get me into heaven. But that's really not knowing Jesus at all. Jesus is just almost like an ATM machine. Jesus, give me this. And, and, and we plug that in and we expect, a, we expect something back. And, all, and then it gets worse because then we might say, Jesus, if you don't get me that, well, of course, then I won't like you. 
And so if you don't deliver me my new friend or my money or this new job that I'm looking for, well, then I'm afraid uh, we're not friends. So that would be terrible, I think. So we come back to the question from Jesus. Who who am I for you? Who am I to you? It is, it's very, very personal and something that we could say, well, who is Jesus for me? An, an elderly priest that I know, he once had, um, went on a trip and he was meeting up with lots of old friends, but from way back. And they were friends in university and they were friends from even from his school. And he kind of kept up contact with them at some level, but he hadn't met many of them years and years. And he had occasion to to meet a whole load of them. And, and he's a very friendly person and he has all these friends. And then when he when he came back, he said to me, kind of just in passing, he said, you know, I met all these friends and I met great friends from university and friends from years ago from from school. And it was wonderful to meet them. But then it made me think that really Jesus is my best friend. Wow, I was really struck by that, that statement. You know, he's thinking of all these great friends, but then thinking that really of them all, Jesus was really his best friend. It would be wonderful if we could say that, if Jesus says, who am I to you? Who am I for you? And then we could say, Lord, you are so special. You are my greatest friend. Not because you give me this, or you give me that. Um, that relationship is is mercenary. And, and Lord, even if you never gave me anything, and even if you never had answered any of my prayers, I would still love you and you would still be my greatest friend. Before we finish, something a little bit mysterious, because there's a story told about St. Francis of Assisi and somebody who was watching him praying and they heard St. Francis pray these words, Who are you, Lord my God, and who am I? Well, that's very mysterious. So the first one is, of course, the question that Jesus asks us here. Who am I to you? Who do you say that I am? And that's what St. Francis is asking that first question. Who are you, Lord my God? Great mystery. Who are you? Not just something that delivers good things to me, but in yourself, who are you? And then related to that, though, is this other question is, who am I? Who am I? Because the two of them are very closely connected together. Who am I? And in a way, the answer to the first one, who is Jesus? In there is hidden the answer to the second question, who am I? They're kind of inseparable, funny enough. So let's, let's think about our relationship with Jesus. Let's think, how do I approach Jesus? Do I approach him in this impersonal way? Jesus, give me this, give me that. I want this favor, I want that other thing. Or do I approach him in this really personal, this personal way, which has gone beyond that? Even, even you know, in our prayer that we ask Jesus these kind of questions. Lord, how are you? And who are you? And I want to get to know you better. Because, well, like any friend, it's it's personal. It's on the basis of, really personal questions. Who are you, Lord? 
and this is me. And I want you to get to know me and I want to get to know you. And that's a really personal relationship. That's a friendship. Let's ask Our Lady. We often finish up these 10 minutes of prayer turning to Our Lady. And even though she was the mother of Jesus, you always see her, in the Gospel anyway, you see her at least twice explicitly, really thinking about who is this? He's my baby, he's my, my child. And yet he's a great mystery, this person. And you can imagine the whole life of Our Lady spent delving deeper and deeper into that mystery. Who is he? Who is Jesus? And then in the in that mystery is hidden in, a, in some way the answer to the question also that Our Lady would ask, who am I? I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour and this is Daybreak. On the memorial of St. Padre Pio, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin this day of prayer now, joining with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in His hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to Him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. 
Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you? who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor. Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me 
and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors, and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. On the tenth day of the month beginning the twenty-fifth year of our exile, fourteen years after the city was taken, that very day the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me in divine visions to the land of Israel, where he set me down on a very high mountain. On it there seemed to be a city being built before me. When he had brought me there, all at once I saw a man whose appearance was that of bronze. He was standing in the gate, holding a linen cord and a measuring rod. The man said to me, Son of man, look carefully and listen intently and pay strict attention to all that I will show you, for you have been brought here so that I might show it to you. Tell the house of Israel all that you see. Then he led me to the gate which faces the east, and there I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east. I heard a sound like the roaring of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. 
The vision was like that which I had seen when he came to destroy the city, like that which I had seen by the river Shabar. I fell prone as the glory of the Lord entered the temple by way of the gate which faces the east. But Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the inner court. And I saw that the temple was filled with the glory of the Lord. Then I heard someone speaking to me from the temple, while the man stood beside me. The voice said to me, Son of man, this is where my throne shall be. This is where I will set the soles of my feet. Here I will dwell among the Israelites forever. Never again shall they and their kings profane my holy name with their harlotries and with the corpses of their kings, their high places. When they placed their threshold against my threshold and their doorpost next to mine, so that only a wall was between us, they profaned my holy name by their abominable deeds. Therefore I consumed them in my wrath. From now on, they shall put far from me their harlotry and the corpses of their kings, and I will dwell in their midst forever. As for you, son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel that they may be ashamed of their sins, both its measurements and its design, and if they are ashamed of all that they have done, make known to them the form and the design of the temple, it, its exits and entrances, all its statutes and laws. Write these down for them to see that they may carefully observe all its laws and statutes. This is the law of the temple. Its whole surrounding area on the mountaintop shall be most sacred. Say to that rebellious house, the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Enough of all these abominations of yours, O house of Israel. You have admitted foreigners, uncircumcised, both in heart and flesh, to my sanctuary to profane it when you offered me food, fat, and blood. Thus you have broken my covenant by all your abominations. Instead of caring for the service of my temple, you have appointed such as these to serve me in my sanctuary in your stead. Thus says the Lord God, No foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and in flesh, shall ever enter my sanctuary. None of the foreigners who live among the Israelites. The glory of the Lord entered the temple by the eastward gate, and the, and the house, house of God, God was, was filled with his splendor. His parents took the child Jesus into the temple, and, and the, the house, house of God was filled with his splendor. 
A reading from the Decree on the Ministry and Life of Priests of the Second Vatican Council. By the Sacrament of Orders, priests are formed in the image of Christ the Priest, to be ministers of Christ the Head, in constructing and building up His whole body, the Church, as fellow workers with the Order of Bishops. In the consecration of baptism, they have already received, in common with all Christians, the sign and gift of so great a vocation, and grace that, even in their human weakness, they have the power and the duty to seek perfection in accordance with our Lord's words. Be perfect, then, as your Father in heaven is also perfect. Priests are obliged in a special way to acquire this perfection. By receiving holy orders, they have been consecrated in a new way and made living instruments of Christ, the eternal priest, so as to be able to continue through the years Christ's wonderful work, which by divine power has restored to wholeness the entire family of man. Since each priest acts, as far as he may, in the person of Christ himself, he is given special grace to help him grow toward the perfection of the one whose role he plays as he ministers to his flock and the whole people of God. He receives grace for the healing of human weakness from the holiness of Christ, who became for us a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners. Christ, whom the Father sanctified, that is consecrated, and sent into the world, gave himself for us, to redeem us from all sin and to purify for himself an acceptable people, zealous for good works. So through his passion he entered into his glory. In the same way, priests, consecrated as they are by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and sent by Christ, put an end in their lives to the sins of our selfish nature and give themselves wholly to the service of mankind, and so are enabled to grow to perfect manhood in the holiness with which they are enriched in Christ. As they exercise the ministry of the Spirit and of holiness, they are strengthened in the spiritual life, provided that they are docile to Christ's Spirit, who gives them life and is their guide. By the sacred actions they perform daily, and by their entire ministry and communion with their bishop and fellow priests, they are set on the way that leads to perfection. The holiness of priests is itself an important contribution to the fruitfulness of their ministry. It is true that God's grace can effect the work of salvation, even through unworthy ministers. But God ordinarily prefers to show His wonders by means of those who are more submissive to the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit, and who, through close union with Christ and holiness of life, are able to say with St. Paul, I live, but no longer is it I who live. It is Christ who lives within me. I have longed to give you the gospel, and more than that, to give you my very life. You, you have, have become, become very, very dear, dear to me. me. My little children, I am like a mother giving birth to you, until Christ is formed in you. You have become very dear to me. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your Son, and by means of his ministry renewed the wonders of your mercy, 
grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the suffering of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Padre Pio. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord asks his apostles two questions. From the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do the people say that I am? John the Baptist, but others say Elijah, and others that one of the old prophets has risen. But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. But he charged and commanded them, to tell this to no one. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, one old joke is that I've been meaning to quit procrastinating, but I never get around to it. Seriously, though, putting things off can be deadly. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. By not fulfilling the duty of the moment, by putting things off until tomorrow, we often end up omitting them altogether. St. Paul reminded the first Christians to make the best use of their time. In like manner, we should put some order into our day. We should draw up a schedule or a plan and then stick to it as best we can. Thus, by overcoming laziness on a regular basis, we can help others and thereafter raise all of society and even creation itself to a better mode of existence. Laziness may be personified by someone who accomplishes absolutely nothing, but also by the person who is busy doing everything except what is his responsibility. Such a person will give in to any and all distractions. He has a great love for beginning things, but little experience of persevering. A hard-working person makes good use of time, for time is not only money, it is glory, God's glory. He does as he ought and concentrates on what he is doing, not out of routine nor to while away the passing hours, but as the result of attentive and pondered reflection. Living in the present moment is an aspect of living in the presence of God. We should become convinced that the offering of our work requires our complete attention, as if it were the last thing we would be able to offer Him. 
This attitude will lead us to finish our tasks well, no matter how insignificant they may appear to be. We will behave in this way because we have become thoroughly convinced that these tasks will be converted into something great by the Lord. If we resolve to concentrate in this way on the present moment, we will be relieved of much useless worry about our health, our career, our finances, whatever. Sometimes we allow other things to scare us, things that come from far away, fears about future dangers. We are afraid of things or of dangers which at present do not exist, and we don't know if they will ever happen. But in our imagination, we see them as present, and this makes them appear even more terrible. A simple supernatural reasoning process will get rid of them. Since these dangers which you imagine possible are not actual dangers, and this fear you have has not been verified, then clearly you do not have the grace of God necessary to overcome them, to accept them. If your fears were verified, if things did turn out as you expect, then you would have divine grace. With that grace and your response to it, you would win out and have peace. It's quite natural that at present you do not have God's grace to overcome those obstacles and to accept crosses which exist only in your imagination. What you have to do is base your spiritual life on a serene, objective realism. By living with a true sense of our divine filiation, we will be spared all manner of anxieties. As a result, we will be able to make better use of our time. Imagine all the awful things which we have dreaded at one time or another which have never come to pass. Our Father God takes wonderful care of His children far beyond what we might ever expect. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness, in your compassion, Blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O oh, see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O oh, purify me, then I shall be clean. O oh, wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. 
a pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you, God, is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace, who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord, saved forever. You shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth. And I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge, who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it, as was, it was in the, in the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal is merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us, Let us go, go into God's, God's presence, presence singing, singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your, On your walls, walls, Jerusalem, I have, I have set my watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have, I have set, set my, my watchmen, watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On, On your, your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet 
into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your Son, and by means of his ministry renewed the wonders of your mercy, grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the suffering of Christ, and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are standing by with morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.